Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, family? Welcome to Speak. You could be watching any show. You're watching ours. We appreciate you. About to be the most entertaining 90 minutes of your life. Okay, at least of your day. Of your day. I can make that promise. Far in NFL insider Jordan Schultz. What's up, baby? What's up, Hondo? It's three days in a row. That's a hat trick. Hat trick, baby. That's a hat I'm like Messi. <laughs> Okay, okay, we're bald here today. We're bald here today. We got the Dr. Joy Taylor. Joy, how are we? How are we? Great. Good to hear it. Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. He had an early morning. You did the herd today, Shady, working overtime. Wasn't wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. They needed me. They called you in? And every time they needed me, we go to Cowboys Stadium because they needed me. Mm -hmm. And now I came to herd because they needed me. Tell them to cut you two checks. Tell them to cut you two checks because you're working twice as hard. Okay, all eyes were on the Jets yesterday. Hard Knocks debut. A lot of shocking revelations. We will break them all down for you here momentarily. Like I said, first episode of Hard Knocks had premiered, and the Jets obviously have high expectations. You have to listen to what head coach Robert Sala said from Hard Knocks. Guys, we got a great deal of hype around us. We do. All kinds of expectations. And with great expectations, we know that there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. What are you doing to find that little bit more to get us closer to being a great team? I am so excited to watch the Jets this year, but I can't help, Shady, but think about the quote, Tyson, everybody got a plan. So you punch in the mouth. So they get punched in the mouth. Jets are so confident right now, Joy. To me, they're overconfident. I remember it was two months ago, mandatory minicamp. Remember, America, players do not have that many mandated practice days. Three mandatory minicamp days. Robert Sala was like, y'all, I've seen enough. Jets, take off. Robert Sala's second year going on his third year as a head coach. Aaron Rodgers just got there. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator, just got there. And you're giving players time off. I'm watching yesterday Hard Knocks, Joy, and I remember Jeff Ulbrich, defensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers, the only person on the planet that can make that throw. Defense was like, hell yeah, coach, hell yeah, coach. (laughs) I'm sitting here like, there's no longer a throw that Aaron Rodgers is the only person on the planet that can make. There was a day, 2014, where that was true. There was a day 2016, watch the Cowboys playoffs game in Dallas where that was true. But there is no longer a day where that is true. Joy, as much as I love the Jets and I hope that they succeed in a mighty way this year for our sake and for your sake at home, I think they are overconfident. What do you think? No, I don't think they're overconfident. I think everybody has the same amount of confidence in camp right now that the Jets do. This is Mm -hmm. the best time of the season. You know, the third-string quarterback makes this unbelievable pass, and everyone's like, oh, my God, 
<laughs> unstoppable. The Cardinals think they have a chance right now. I'm sorry, Cardinals. I'm going to give you a stray here. But, like, everybody thinks at this point in the season, you guys have been in camp. It's tiring. It's hot. Somebody makes a big play. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. You get behind it. And how much more exciting is it when you were in camp for the past couple years and saw what you had at quarterback, and now you have that guy walking through the door? Mm, yeah. Of course you're going to be confident. And to the Jets' defense, two of the last three times a big-name quarterback has moved, it has immediately resulted in a Super Bowl. So the odds are slightly still in their favor. I mean, Tom Brady did it. No, Aaron Rodgers ain't Tom Brady, but Tom Brady did it. Matthew Stafford did it. I think Aaron Rodgers is For sure. better than Matthew Stafford. He did it. And then Russell Wilson. But two of them did it. So I don't know why, if you're the Jets and you're these young players or you're, play, you're veteran players and you're these coaches – you the organization, why you wouldn't be beaming with confidence at the idea that you now have a four-time MVP in the building. Shady on the outside end, mm-hmm. uh, Spence Crawford fight. You watched it intently. Yeah. Both of those cats were talking heavy mm-hmm. trash. Yep. Both of them cats knew and thought that they could win. But you as a boxing fan, as a, to some degree a boxing expert, you're probably like, hey, man, uh, this dude ain't really got as good of a shot as that dude. So you could probably assess, though they should both be confident, one of them might be a little too confident mm. based upon his talent level. That's how I'm looking at the Jets. Everybody and their mama should be confident. Joy is right. I was on the Cleveland Browns in 2012, drafted there. We didn't think we'd win a Super Bowl, but we thought we'd be good. We were 4-12, and 12, if I'm not mistaken. Lost to Shady's Eagles week one in the... Beat Shady's Eagles, maybe. No, 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 y'all lost. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We gave y'all four turnovers, y'all still come I know, Vic yeah. threw four picks and we yeah. still yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jets, are they overconfident based upon what you think they can achieve? Before I answer that question, who was your quarterback? Brian Sweetie or something? Oh, like Brandon Weedy. Brandon, Brandon Weedy. Yeah, he was, he was here. He was going. Here today, going tomorrow. I say that because they should be confident because of their quarterback. Got it. You got Aaron Rodgers. I think back when, when you look at the, the Jets for, all, for the last couple of years, they always had a solid defense. Last year, they had a really, really good defense. But what were they missing? A quarterback. Zach Wilson, is just, he better off just sitting up here with us. Right, because we can play quarterback like he played quarterback. Time, for you sure. know what I'm saying? So now you have Aaron Rodgers there. It, it brings a lot of more confidence. I think confidence comes into play when one, you think you're good enough, yeah. right? And two, when you're well prepared. Mm. And I look at this team. I think they're well prepared. Coach Salah's doing a great job of, of of emphasizing like how important this year is yep. to how to, to be great. And then you add in a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Now the confidence level of all the young players, which they have some really good ones, it rises up. So now I felt good about myself. I felt really, really good about myself now that Aaron Rodgers is in the picture. So I love the confidence they have in the room, and uh, I think they do some good, some good things this year. The Jets are overconfident, but that's a good thing. It's the first time since wow, Joe Willie, right. Joe Namath. I mean, respect to Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez, but this is the best quarterback they've had in 50 years. And when you think about Aaron, yeah, you think about Aaron Rodgers, yeah. he might be 39. He's still Aaron Rodgers. There is a confidence that he exudes that becomes a force multiplier to the rest of the team. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, the defense, top five defense across the league last year. The offense, 29th in football. He doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers 2014, to your point, Acho. He just has to be a B. And that team with that roster, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed in the back end, Jermaine Johnson rushing the passer, that defense is going to create a ton of turnovers. The Jets are going to win 11 games, and they're going to contend. Now, I'm not saying they're the best team in the AFC because they're not, but they are very good, and they should be overcome. So here's my thing, though, and I remember, Shady, uh, playing at Texas, we thought we was like that. And again, went to a national championship, so to some degree we were. But there came a point in time, it was my sophomore year, 
in Dallas. That's where you play. You play at the Texas State Fair. Half the stadium is in, is in Burn Orange. Yeah. The other half of the stadium is in that maroon, if you will. I walk onto the field. I see this dude. The back of his name is McCoy. The front is not shady. The back of the name is McCoy. I was like, who the hell is that? Like, we don't got one of those. It was Gerald McCoy. I was like, oh, thank God I'm not on the freaking offensive <laughs> side of the ball. I finally saw somebody that could match what we do. When I think about Sauce Gardner, when I think about DJ Reed, when I think about Aaron Rodgers, when I think about uh, Brees Hall, Hall, there's still a Josh Allen, a Stephon Diggs, uh, a Micah Hyde, a Jordan Poyer, a Matt Milano. There's still a Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. a Jalen Waddle, uh, Raheem Mostert, a Tua Tungabayaloa, uh, Xavier Howard, a Jalen Ramsey. Like, there are other teams that are even more talented than the Jets. And that, to me, is why I'm like, I like the confidence, but I just think it's too much confidence. But Robert Sala, I mean, I, the perfect way to kick off hard knocks. He says, he gives a story about the crow and the, and the eagle. The Ooh, only yeah. bird that attacks an eagle is a crow. The eagle doesn't fight back. The eagle climbs up thousands of feet until the crow dies, falls down. I think that's the perfect metaphor for the Jets because everyone's coming after them now. They don't have to fight back in the media. They don't have to say all the war. You know, they can show up with their talent, with their quarterback, and absolutely beat you. I, they have well, everything. We don't know if they're Eagles or if they're New York Pigeons yet. We, we still have to find That's out. That's fair. <laughs> if they can even fly yet. <laughs> I mean, New York Pigeons are aggressive, but they don't do a whole lot of flying yeah. up into the, the atmosphere. The one thing that I will give you is the, is the defensive clip. I don't, I don't like the idea that you're encouraging that we got some wiggle room here. Mm-hmm. You don't have any wiggle room. That is the one thing where I will give you. Everyone's confident. They should feel better about themselves. They should be working harder. They should do doing that extra rep because they know they have the guy in the building now, and that inspires a specific type of energy. We saw that. But them talking about we're going to be in games no matter Every what. Game. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. If you're going to have success in the AFC, you're going to have to be perfect. On every, I had to get it. Do you see that? I got it. <laughs> yeah, I did the whole quote, but I got it. But you are going to have to be perfect. Like, there's going to be a long list of really, really good teams that don't make the playoffs in the AFC. So th- that whole menta- that part of the mentality is the overconfidence that I think you're talking about. That's where I would lean into. It, no, there ain't a wiggle room here. You make a great point. I'm thinking about it like this. Last year, the Jets were in every game and every won game. seven games because of how good the defense was. Mm-hmm. But, Shady, we've been in positions like this before. I primarily in college, you obviously in the NFL. In positions where we knew defensively we had to be perfect Mm -hmm. because our offense was not good. Again, I'll give you all a college story. I'll parallel to an NFL story. 2010, we went five and seven, but we have the number three defense in the nation. Number three defense in all of football behind Alabama and I believe TCU and only won five games. The reason we have the number three defense in the nation, Shady, is because we knew only way we was going to win as if our defense was lights out. The Jets' defense is now thinking to themselves, oh, we have a little bit of room for error. Aaron Rodgers is here now. I don't want the Jets' defense, which is what kept them in games, to take a step back because they are subconsciously taking their foot off the gas knowing that A-Rod is in the building. Jay, I I don't think it works like that. I don't think teams is, oh, we got this player so we can take it easy. Every every play in football, you're trying to win. You're trying to win your battle. Your one-on-one battle, your team battle. I I don't think they're looking at that. that Now they have A-Rod, we can just cool off. I think it's more of we've done this great or this good with this defense and the offense not giving us no type of production. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of them games that we lost, them close games, we had an offense. We might win that game by a touchdown or two. So I do think that now having A-Rod there, it's more of a a swagger, an attitude. Like, yeah, you see how we played last year as a defense. 
Now we've got a quarterback. Now we're going to blow teams out. Now we're going to win by double digits. Have they earned the right 2-5, though, to have that swagger? In my mind, like, you got to earn the right nah, to be confident. It's, it's, like I said, it's the, it's the culture, the coaches, and the players, right? I, I feel like Salah's trying to get that culture. We're still waiting to see how that turns out. But now you got a player like A-Rod, right? The talent, yeah. the respect. Now he brings that respect in the locker room. And, and, and another thing is, like, there's so many great teams in the AFC. They should all feel like that. If you got all these top teams, nah, we better than them or they better than us. There's, there's, there's nobody that gets the upper edge other than the, the Chiefs. Right. But they all should feel like they're, they're, they're confident in a better team. Very, that's very, you play the game. very well said. Well, from a place that's trying to build culture to another place that's in the midst of chaos, absolute chaos in Washington Ooh. with the commanders. You got to hear what Ron Rivera said about one of his own coaches. Shocking. That's next. Remember, check us out every day on the Fox Man. Sports channel on Sirius XL. I try to warn y'all. You did. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia, New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, let's head to the NFL. The commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, said yesterday that some of his players were concerned with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Remember, it's Eric Bieniemy's first year in Washington after being in Kansas City. Now, Rivera added, some of the young guys struggle with certain types of coaching. Earlier today, Rivera said he spoke to EB, then clarified his comments. Y'all take a listen. I basically told him I put my foot in my mouth. Um, I think what I said wasn't as clear as it needed to be. The results are what you're looking for on the field. And so far, the last couple of days have been outstanding. I think Eric has done a great job of communicating his message. Uh, now that guys, you know, have opened up, talked with him, he's opened up to them. It, it's been it's been a great bit of growth the last couple of days that guys are starting to have the aha moments. Shady, you were first. I won't say that you were wrong. Oftentimes being wrong can be misconstrued as being first. Now, when I say first, you were coached by Eric Bieniemy with the Kansas City Chiefs. You won a Super Bowl there. You contributed to that team en route to winning your first ring, but you have some honest comments about Eric Bieniemy. Always honest. Always honest as he transitioned to Washington. Well, now in Washington in shocking fashion, the players are already complaining to the head coach that new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy is being a little bit too harsh. I need you to in someone with first-hand experience. You know, um, so when I heard Coach Rivera talk about it, I, the first thing, first thing I said was, I told y'all, I told y'all, the type of attitude that, that he uses to approach the game with is it, so outdated, right? You, you, you don't find coaches swearing the players out or cussing them out over the small details. And the first thing when I got to the Chiefs, I learned fast, like, whoa, that's his approach. He's cussing these dudes out. That, that's not coaching. That's yelling. And the funny thing is, these players are complaining. It's only been like two weeks. <laughs> it's been like two weeks. So you're going to get more of it and more of it. And I'm sure when Rivera made them comments, like, these are not 
freaking rookies complaining. The rookie ain't gonna come to the head coach and talk about the, the, the coordinator. No, it's like the third string. These are starters, I'm, I'm sure. These are starters that's talking about, hey man, hey, look, coach, hey, you know, I, I get it. He's coaching me hard, but I, I, I can't. My tolerance with him is, is running short, and he and he wears on you. He over, you know, yelling and and complaining about every little small detail. It's like, how can I get better as a player? See, the problem I think with Eric Bieniemy as a coach, this, and I'm speaking only on experiences, is that he really can't relate to the players. And it sounds funny because he was a he was an ex player. You would think he would know. That's what makes Andy Reid such a great coach, it's because he could adjust and adapt to every era of football. Right back then, he was back there with, with, with the Packers back in the day. I'm sure it was a lot tougher how I communicate the players. And then as the, the game evolves, as he gets older, you have to learn how to adjust to these players. And that's the only thing I see with Eric Bieniemy is he doesn't know how to adjust to his players. And they're going to continue to talk about this. And there's another thing is. We haven't, haven't even seen him have a, a bad game or loss. You complain after two weeks of camp. Imagine when you have a, a loss to the Eagles by, by 21 points, right? You're going to hear a lot of more complaining. So I hope he can understand that, you know, going forward. Coaching is not just X's and O's. That's right. You can talk to any high-level coach. They'll tell you most of their job is, is almost being a therapist. People management. It's people management. It's communication. And if you spend a lot of time around a lot of different people – and a lot of big personalities, some of those personalities who make a lot more money than you and have a bigger profile than you, they might not take it so kindly that you're calling them outside their name. <laughs> they might not like it that you're raising their voice off of some routine mistake that was the first mistake of the camp. I, I don't like yellers. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm definitely a yeller. But if I'm yelling, we're going at it. And it's, uh, I might remember what I said, I might not. Who knows? Who knows how this is going? So I don't like to yell because I'm meaner than you. I'm crazier than you. I'm going to say more destructive things than you. So I don't want to get to that emotional point, especially if you're trying to relate something to me, relate something to me that I need to remember, that I need to internalize and repeat. It, to me, it's not an effective way to do anything, coaching, teach, even yeah. in some cases, parent. Everyone responds differently to that kind of animosity and that kind of language. And you're right. That old school stuff when the coaches and, and, and people in, in power controlled everything, that worked because nobody had a choice. But now the power dynamic has shifted a lot. You're not going to talk to me any old type of way. I don't even know that I've ever even heard this before. <laughs> Players going to the head coach in camp to discuss the approach, which we all know approach means how he's talking to me because mm -hmm. oh. they're not complaining about his scheme. They're not complaining about the plays that he wants to run. How he's talking to me as a grown man, I'm going to another grown man to have this conversation about how inappropriate this is. I don't even know if I've ever even heard that. So this might shed light as to why he hasn't been hired as a head coach. That's a great point. you have to be able to not just deal with one side of the ball or the other or make sure that people are motivated. You have to talk to people. Talk. Communicate. You hear what I'm saying? You receiving it? I receive you. You receive me. I see you. I see you. Okay, let's go on and do our job. This is a professional setting. Schultz, in my mind, the, the greatest coaches and are the greatest teachers. Coaching, teaching are really, yeah, one uh, they're parallel. Mm -hmm. They're the same thing. The greatest coaches and the greatest teachers are the most adaptable, the most malleable. They are most able to cater their style so that the receiver can understand. And when I hear the drama going on in Washington, I'm thinking to myself, 2-5, like, how are we hearing controversy before we ever hear praise? Mm. 
I have not heard anything positive yet coming out of Washington. Haven't heard that Sam Howell's out there balling, Jahan Dobson getting busy, Scary Terry getting busy. I'm sure they are. I'm not saying it's not occurring. But why is the loudest echo out of Washington drama because of EB? I'm not of the old school because the old school isn't still in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Ask Bill Belichick. Yeah, I would say Mm. that it's the second coach in a week. Sean Payton was the first. That said something they didn't mean to say. And now we're seeing Ron Rivera, who's a player's coach. Player's coach, yep. Walk it back and say, I didn't really mean to say that. I put my foot in my mouth. Now, I'm not a fan of yelling either. And Eric Bieniemy has been a bridesmaid for a long time. He's been rumored to be a head coach for the last decade, it feels like. Why isn't EB getting the opportunity? He's overqualified. He's a great... The bottom line is, this will not be tolerated. Now, there is a potential silver lining here, and that's, could there be a sense of empowerment, of trust that's created from this happening now before you start losing a couple games, which, which they will, winning a couple games, so that once you get to the regular season, both sides will be more simpatico and the enemy can have the trust of the players. I would ask you that. I would say... What, can I ask you that? that once, once how, does, pl- how does that get trust of the team? Well, well I'm saying Rivera could be empowering the enemy and the enemy could potentially say to the players, this is on me, I came in too hot. Is that possible? Can you can you fix it once it's already been down this road? I, I don't see it going like that. I, I, you know what I see? I see that um, there probably was a meeting, right, in the offense where everybody probably said, hey, listen, if I made it come off too strong, that's, that's on me. But we need to find a, a, a mutual understanding where if you have an issue with something, y'all bring it to me and let's hash it out. If you've seen what Rivera said, he said that, you know, it's been some growth. And when he said that That's in the last three days, so I said, that let, that let me know that, okay, they, they talked about this. Yeah. It was that big of an issue where he, he brought it to the offense. Hey, look, we need to be on the same page. If I'm saying something a certain way that you're not receiving it, let's work it out. I don't want to yell at you and make, and make you feel uncomfortable, right? And I, and I can see that they, they, they some, somewhere they made that happen where now players feel more comfortable to talk to Aaron So, so can this lead to something good is the question. It could, but I think it would take, uh, like Shady's saying, it's going to take humility. But one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard in life as it pertains to relationships is very simple. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. If you come down laying down the law, but you don't have a relationship with somebody, they will instantly rebel. Whether that is parent to child, whether that is teacher to student, whether that is coach to athlete. If you lay down rules, but you have no relationship, there will be rebellion. Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a relationship with none of these dudes yet. I see guys like Tyreek Hill uh, tweeting, guys like Patrick Mahomes tweeting. My homeboy, Jamal Charles, played at the University of Texas. He talked to me in person a month and a half ago. Man, shady tripping, big dog. You know, AEB, good money. But there were relationships at play. EB was Jamal Charles' running back coach at first. EB was there with Tyreek Hill when he was drafted to the Chiefs. EB was there with Patrick Mahomes when he was drafted there. So there are relationships. Thus, you can be a little more contentious. But if you ain't got a relationship 2-5, you got to work that out first. I feel like a lot of players that, that played for him and a lot of coaches that, that coach with him, they, they know how he gets down. So it's, it's not even a surprise that... He was one of the, the, the main uh, candidates to get jobs as a head coach, right? And, and let's think about it. Any, any office coordinator that has that much success with the Chiefs or any offense, right. they don't get a chance to get a job, sure. right? So why, why, what was his issue? People said race. They People said, said that. Race. They, they said that. Okay. But, but I feel like it was the way he acts. So now, hearing all the rumors, how he conducts himself in practice, now you're seeing it. Now he's only he's there for two weeks. And now you saw all these reports about how he's acting. That had a lot to do with him not getting hired. Because if I'm bringing you to my franchise, right? Now, granted, they don't have a lot of super powerful players 
you know, Scary Terry. They don't have no, no super big names on offense. But you bring that, that type of attitude to a team, let's say like, like the Dolphins. They got some pretty good – it's not going to go well, right, where you got young guys that are not at that level where they can't speak about it as much. So when I think about him not getting that job, that's kind of why. Well, I'm going to let this dude come and run my team when everything I heard is negativity when it comes to the players. Schultz, I have a question for you. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sure you're about to break news over there. But who do you blame more, Rivera or Bienemy? Reason I ask you this pivotal question is, if y'all remember last year, Ron Rivera was at the podium. Questions were asked, and they said, Coach Rivera, what's the biggest problem with this team currently? Quarterback. The heck? Like, even though Carson Wentz was notably struggling, everybody and their mama knew it. You don't say that. Now, Carson Wentz, six months later, is still out of the league. I do believe that he's capable of being one of the 96 best quarterbacks sure. in the National Football League. Eric Bieniemy is in line to replace Ron Rivera, who is on the hot seat, America, by the way. Absolutely. What do you make of Ron Rivera saying this? Coaches should be wiser than to, to some degree, throw their OC under the bus. Break this down for me. Well, I would wonder if Rivera is subconsciously thinking, I need to reassert myself as the number one guy here. I'm the head coach in theory, yes, but I also want to make sure everyone, including inside and outside of the building, knows that I have all the control, all the power here. Obviously, new ownership, but Ron Rivera has to know. He's a smart guy. He played in the league a long time. He has to know that if they don't win, he's in trouble. Of course. And Eric Bieniemy left Kansas City to take this job, the same offensive coordinator, same role, knowing full heart that there was an opportunity to be the number one guy in Washington. Interesting. I will be watching this. We will all be watching this story very closely. Well, coming up, it's time to have the most nuanced conversation you will see all day. It's why and why not. Will the Jets win the Super Bowl? Why? Why not? Lamar Jackson, will he make it to an AFC Championship game? Why? Why not? Will the Cowboys finally make it to a Super Bowl? We'll tell you why, but we'll also tell you why not. That's next on Speed. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, family, before we get started, you already know what it is. I got to get my rock, got to get my rock. Okay, it is time for us to play a game. I want you all involved. It's called Why and why not? I'm going to give a scenario to the distinct panel sitting to my left, and they are going to tell you why it will happen, but they will take the same question and tell you why it will not happen. Let's start with the storyline that will captivate the attention of the NFL audience this year, the Jets. The Jets winning a Super Bowl. It has not happened in 50-some-odd years, but, Shady, the Jets will win the Super Bowl, but why? I love it. I love the storyline. The Jets, the New York Jets, they go out there and get Aaron Rodgers with a top five defense. Him and Garrett Wilson together had the best duel from a quarterback to a wide receiver. And they get the dub and they go to Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, he gets all the praise for it. MVP A-Rod. <laughs> the Jets will win the Super Bowl, Shady said it, if he gets back to MVP form. Keep in mind, 
They are still in the AFC. They're still going to have to be really, 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 really good and beat all those other really, really, really good teams that have been really, really, really good for a while if they win the Super Bowl. That's a big task. Also, the offensive line is going to have to be a lot better than they were last year. Aaron Rodgers reinvigorated, 39 years old, playing like he's 25. He's got Garrett Wilson, one of the best young receivers in all of football. He's got Brees Hall, a terrific running back. We'll see about Dalvin Cook, but they have a top five defense across the board. They got Quinn and Williams. They got Jermaine Johnson. And oh my goodness, they got Robert Sala, a player's coach who's going to empower his guys. That's why the Jets can win the whole thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Jets have a top five defense. Last time Aaron Rodgers had a top five defense, he did, in fact, win the Super Bowl. But the Jets will win the Super Bowl. Shady, why not? Ooh. Because they might not win the AFC East. Ooh. Right? You still got the Dolphins. You still got the Bills. The Bills are running the show for a long time. And the AFC are really, really good. I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs, and I don't know if they can beat the Bengals. I love it. They might not win the Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers... Oh, A, he does what he always does in the postseason. Oh, except, for except for that one, one time. One time. Except for that one time. One time, you got the dog. No, except for that one time. Except for that one time. But that one time. Other than that one time, he does what he does in the postseason. Or if he misses any time at all due to injury, any mm. significant amount of time. Good point, good point, good point. Why not? Injury as well. Their first six games, gauntlet. They open Monday night against Buffalo. We will learn a lot about this team. And if things don't go well early, you have to wonder if the New York media, truculent at the very least, will turn on Rodgers and the Jets. That's why they wouldn't do it. Lamar Jackson, he got the offensive coordinator that he wanted. He got the wide receiver help that he wanted. Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar, drafted a wide receiver in Zay Flowers, plus Rashad Bateman, a first-round pick from just two years ago. I believe that Lamar Jackson could finally get to an AFC championship game, but why, Shady? He would get to the AFC championship game because he's Lamar Action Jackson. They finally gave him some weapons. They go out and get him a number one receiver in Odell Beckham, and we know how good Odell is. You need some speed? Why not? Go to Boston College and get Zay Flowers to go up the scene to take them deep for six. And they already have a good defense. So, yes, Lamar Jackson takes his guys to the AFC Championship game, and they win. If he's healthy at the end of the season, they get to the AFC Championship game. And those pieces that they brought in, look how they look on paper. Mm. This is still an offense that is a new offensive coordinator. There's a lot of changes this year. If everything clicks the way we think it will and the way it looks on paper, they get to the AFC Championship game. Todd Munkin, new OC from Georgia. He turned Stetson Bennett into a Heisman finalist. He did. He did. He is a phenomenal offensive mind, and he's got a phenomenal quarterback under center in Mr. Lamar Jackson. They have Isaiah Likely. They have Mark Andrews. J.K. Dobbins was sensational down the stretch last season. You mentioned Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. I talked to this guy. I said, are you a slot? You're 5'9". He said, no, I'm an X. I'm a Y. I'm a Z. You can line me up anywhere. I will make things happen. And that's the bottom line. Everything I've been told is that Zay Flowers has been all that and a bag of chips. I love Zay Flowers. I love the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Okay, but Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten past the divisional round, America. All these wide receivers that we talk about, Odell Beckham coming off an injury, Nelson Aguilar hasn't had more than 1,000 yards receiving in a season, Zay Flowers is a rookie, Rashad Bateman was hurt last year. Lamar Jackson make it to an AFC championship game? Shady, why not? They say why? I say why not? Maybe because they are in the same division as the Bengals, Ah. as the New Browns, as Mike Thomas, the winning coach with the Steelers. I don't know. To get to the AFC championship game, you might have to beat these teams. And the AFC is super, super deep. So I don't know if they can beat the Bengals with with, with, uh, Joe Burrow 
And that, and that offensive crew he has. So if you can't win that game, how can you get to the AFC Championship? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. That's going to be hard. And it's also, like you said, going to depend on health. They got to have their stars available in the postseason. The postseason and the AFC this year is going to be crazy. And a big part of who comes out of the AFC, it's not the Chiefs, obviously, to me, is going to depend on health. Why not would be health as well. Also, you think about the AFC North. That is a gauntlet. You're talking about Kenny Pickett, who's going to be really good, I mm-hmm. believe. You're talking about a certain guy named Joe Burrow and obviously Lamar Jackson and obviously Deshaun Watson. That is a brutal gauntlet. So, to me, I, I, I love this team, but that would be why not. I, I still don't believe it. I think they do. <laughs> there is no athlete in my mind in American sports under more pressure this year than Russell Wilson. There just isn't. Russell Wilson was given the keys to the Denver Broncos organization. He was given a record-setting contract. He was also given multiple first-round picks in exchange for himself. But he's never been given an MVP vote. Shady McCoy, Russ Wilson, gets his first-ever MVP vote this season. Tell me why. He gets his first MVP vote because he has one of the best offensive coordinators of all time, Sean Payton, he's that good. The reason why they brought him to the Broncos wasn't to fix the defense, wasn't to fix the team, it was to fix Russ. He fixed Russ, he gets the MVP, and he wins the MVP. Yeah, uh, my entire answer was Sean Payton, but I'll, I'll, I'll add some more to it. It's Sean Payton, and they win that division. If they can win that division with Russ playing at an MVP level and that offense taking a turnaround from the worst in the league, which will probably be the best in the league for them to win that division and him look that good, that's how he gets an MVP vote. Possibly the MVP. They win. He gets his first MVP vote. If they let Russ cook, the dude is love cook. Fifteen pounds. He's got Jerry Judy. He's got Corlin Sutton, Javante Williams. We want to see it, but he is a super talent. Second year back out of North Carolina, so that is why. But there's a big guy named Sean Payton as well, and I'm going back to it. Big guy. You got to let him cook, and if you do, he could do it. Okay, but Russell Wilson last year, he only won four games. Ah. KJ Hamler, second round receiver out of Penn State, he's hurt. Tim Patrick, he's hurt. Javante Williams is coming back from an injury himself. So Russell Wilson get an MVP vote? Shady, why not? Father Tom, he gets us all. I played with a good friend, uh, Levante, uh, not Levante, um, um, Davis. Uh, uh, David. Which one? Vontae Davis. No, 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 he could quit at halftime. I don't know how oh, to Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. There's so many Davis. Anyway, Vontae Davis quit at halftime. He said, Shady McCoy, he said, it's a young man's game, and if, you can't, if you're not young and you're older, you can't compete, you must retire. Mm. So, Russ, follow time, get the saw at 34, you might not have it no more. Mm. Well uh, said. Why not? I mean, Russ just looks how Russ has always looked when he's good. He's never had an MVP vote. He's had great seasons. He could have a great season and not get an MVP vote because he never has. And and he's had good seasons before. Russ could bounce back, be good, even be great, and still not get an MVP vote. So I don't think that he's in that space right now. I mean, we're just hoping he doubles his wins from four to eight right now. So MVP is like, we're talking about some miracles why, why not? Because the offensive line last year was middle of the league. Now they've added McGlinchey, they've added Powers. Yep. But also, he wasn't very good. Russell Wilson, his last year in Seattle, he struggled. Mm-hmm. So maybe last year wasn't an aberration. Maybe last year was a trend. That's why not. 
Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys have not been to a Super Bowl in nearly 30 years, but their talent is an ext- it is extreme. Micah Parsons, Diggs, Safety, Hooker, Donovan Wilson, Curse. You got new linebackers. You drafted them in the third round. Offensively needs no explanation. Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Shoemaker. You got a bunch of dudes. Shady, the Cowboys will finally return to the Super Bowl. Tell me what. They for sure will go to the Super Bowl if all that talent you just talked about shows up. Mm. You talk about on defense, Stephon Diggs. Woo. Or Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore, he's out there. And then you got Diggs on the other side. And then you got Michael Parsons yes, from Harrisburg. You know what he does, <laughs> right? And then on offense, even though, you know, Dak Prescott, we, we, he's been tough playing, you know, some, some bad ball last year. But this year, he turns it on. You bring in uh, um, Cooks, and you already have CeeDee Lamb, so they got the talent to do it. And don't forget about Pollard back there in the, the backfield. Talk to me. for 150 yards each game. Oh. <laughs> running back, see that? Give them running back some love. Come on. Oh, I'm fighting my sarcasm right now so badly. Um, why will they finally return to the Super Bowl? Uh, if the Eagles can't stop halfway through the second. Girl, you're going to have a whole segment season, to tell me why not. Uh, San Francisco, <laughs> like all, all three quarterbacks, and, and uh, McCaffrey got to play quarterback. No, it, seriously, I mean, that is that is actually why, because they can't beat the Niners in the divisional round. But if Dak lives up to the potential that Cow- the Cowboys clearly have seen in him, because they've given him this money and made him the face of the franchise, Mike McCarthy's offense clicks with him. And I already know the rest of the talent's going to step up because they did all year last year and they did in the postseason. True, true, the true. problem was, at the end of the day, came down to one position mm. against the same team. Mm. So they don't do that, they, they get to the Super Bowl. Great one through 53 depth. Great, Great. defensive line. Great offensive line. Zach Martin, get in camp. We got to get you signed. Right. Really, really good quarterback. I'm sorry. He is good. I didn't say he was great, but he's a good quarterback. C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, running game with Tony Pollard. There's a lot to like in the star. A whole lot to like, but the Cowboys have not been to a Super Bowl since I was growing up in Dallas as a toddler still on a pacifier, America. <laughs> the Cowboys just don't know how to get there. So the Cowboys return to a Super Bowl? Shady, why not? Put your foes up. Put your foes up. It's because of Dak Prescott. In seven years, he's had, what, two playoff wins? Mm-hmm. And every time he gets to the playoffs, it's the same results. Not from the whole team, from that one position. And that's the reason why they will not win a Super Bowl. The Cowboys will not return to the Super Bowl if they play the Niners in the postseason. Mm. That is fair. Right, two that times in a row. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. All right, well, for me, it's you lose Kellen Moore, your OC, which I think is going to hurt them, at yep. least at the beginning. Tony Pollard comes back from a broken leg, and Dak goes back to being Dak in the playoffs, which hasn't been great. And then also Mike McCarthy, so that's why. But I like Dallas and Shady. <laughs> I like number four. Jordan, Jordan not going to go all the way negative. Yeah, he won't go negative, Shady. Go he won't go negative, Shady. He won't go negative, Shady. He won't go negative, Horns down, horns up. Oh, oh. <laughs> America, when we return, we have to have the dialogue that nobody has enough patience to have. Dak Prescott and all of his interceptions during training camp. But it's just training camp. Are they a big deal? Do they matter? Or do they not? Varying opinions, all of which will be insightful when we return on Speak. Go nowhere. We'll see you soon. How did I forget Monte? Oh, I forgot Monte. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to the Cowboys. Shady and I, we were at training camp yesterday just trying to see some of the sights, some of the sounds. As we left, Dak Prescott allegedly threw, and we saw it on camera, three interceptions at the practice. Now, keep in mind, he's coming off of a career-high 15-interception season. So, so much has been made of this. I have yet to weigh in. I think some of Dak Prescott's interceptions are being overblown. The reason I believe that they are being overblown is because it is training camp. Here is why, though, I do believe the interceptions matter. If those fans and those at home will pay to some degree attention is Dak Prescott has shown a propensity to throw interceptions last year. Because of the propensity to throw interceptions that Dak Prescott has shown, we have to have a hyper awareness whenever he throws interceptions. I'll give it to you like this, Cowboys fans. Tyron Smith. I believe he is a first ballot Hall of Fame talent. If Tyron Smith leaves training camp with an injury, I will take that more seriously than if Micah Parsons leaves training camp with an injury. Because Micah Parsons doesn't get hurt and miss games. But Tyron Smith gets hurt and misses a lot of games. So not all interceptions by quarterbacks in training camps are created equal. If Aaron Rodgers throws an interception, I don't care that much because Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. If Dak Prescott throws interceptions, I care a little bit more because Dak Prescott last year threw a lot of interceptions. So I do believe there is nuance to the conversation. It doesn't need to be overblown, but there should be a hyper awareness to something occurring if we have seen a history of it occurring imminently before. Where do you stand? Great points, Nacho. I have no problem with it. What's the context? Were they running some jumbo 12 personnel? We don't know what they were running. Trayvon Diggs, two years ago, had 11 picks. That was the most in four decades. He's elite. He's an all-pro. He just got $104 million. That's why, to me, it doesn't matter. Now, Dak Prescott, throughout his career, mentioned last season, has not been a high-turnover guy. He's been a reliable quarterback. I have no concern whatsoever. If I have any concern, it's that Kellen Moore, who's a really good offensive mind, is now just a few... Minutes away in Las, in Los Angeles. That's my concern. It's not necessarily over Dak throwing three picks in practice. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on for a second. So let me ask you a question, right? Yep. So let's say, let's not even use picks. Let's say, I don't know, uh, running back. Let's use running back. The running back, the, the year before, he had the most career-high fumbles, mm-hmm. right? Your, your, your thought process of going into camp. So before you get to camp, you're training with yourself. You're trying to get better, right? You're trying to get yourself better, whatever it is. If it's running faster, if it's training, whatever it is, you're trying to get better. You get to camp. What do you think the emphasis is on fumbling the ball? Protect the ball, hold on to the ball. So when you say it's because of Trayvon Diggs is so good, I get that because he is a beast. But you as the players, like, yo, you're supposed to get better each year. And if if one of your deficiencies was turning the ball over, going to this year, you probably shouldn't. You probably should focus on, I'm going to protect this ball as best as possible. You you feel what I'm saying? I do. So that's why I'm I'm worried because... I get it. Training camp, you're supposed to get all, all that out. Work all the kinks in the offense. It's a new offense. I get that. But you had that many picks and played that many less games than any other quarterback. Going into this year, you should be focused on, hey, let me protect this ball. Because as a coach, I'm worried. Damn, he's doing the same thing he did last year. When should we start panicking? I, I think, Shady, you make a great point because the reason the Cowboys fell short in that playoff game against the Niners was because of interceptions. We don't even have to say it was because of it, it was because of interceptions. If Dak Prescott played the game Brock Purdy played 
average, but didn't turn the ball over. They win. They win. Cowboys they win. win that game. So the, the other reason, Joy, is, is we transition to hear your answer. The other reason I do think I, I'm concerned is I don't care about all the touchdown passes Dak is throwing in practice because the Cowboys don't need that this year. If the Cowboys do have the best defense in football or a top three defense in football, which I believe they will have, they will. all the Cowboys need is for Dak to throw 25 touchdowns and throw eight or fewer picks, five or fewer picks. I don't care about 48 touchdowns and 15 picks. Throw less touchdowns, less interceptions. That's what I want to see from Dak Prescott in camp. Joy, are all the interceptions in camp something or nothing? Everything is something. Nothing is everything. Everything is something. If Shady had the most amount of fumbles in the league the year before (laughs) and came into training camp and had three fumbles in one practice, we would be talking about it. And it would be fair because you lost the equity. It didn't matter if you you only had one fumble all season leading up to that year. You got 10 fumbles, people are going to care that you're fumbling it in training camp because we want to see if it's a trend. Was it an aberration or is it a trend? They're going to talk about it. Hmm? And, And... whether it's a camp or not, interceptions are never a good thing. Even if interceptions are not created equal, even if it's on, it's on the wide receiver and it's not on the quarterback, there, there's no version where turning the ball over is a good thing. I, I almost feel like we've talked about this so much that that's sort of a bit of manipulation that's been put into it. Wow, well, well, it wasn't his fault. Who cares? I don't care if you think it was the receiver's fault or the receiver ran the wrong route or whatever. The ball is now in the other team's hand. Who cares whose fault it was? It's a bad thing to turn the ball over. Am I mistaken? Because my entire life watching this game, I've been told that the, the team that wins the turnover battle yes. is almost always the team that wins the game. There are very That's few times where they turn the ball over more and wind up winning the game. It's a funny thing because I, I remember like, um, I want to say 2012 or 13. 2012, we had a really, really good offense. But one thing is we kept turning the ball over, turning the ball over. 2011, we started turning the ball over. We had a really good offense. So going into that camp, the emphasis was, yo, we are not going to turn this ball yeah. over. It was a big thing on the board. You know, accountability, you know, this football is everybody's livelihood. That was like the, 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 the memo. Yeah. And the reason why is because the year before, we turned the ball over so much. So going into camp, that's the one thing that we had to fix. Let's personalize it because Joy has said it figuratively speaking. Shady has said it hypothetically speaking. But the Cowboys have seen it literally speaking. 2020, Ezekiel Elliott lost five fumbles and he fumbled the ball six times. He led the National Football League in fumbles that year. Zeke does not fumble. Dak does not throw picks. July 23rd, 2021, entering the training camp the following season, Zeke says, and I quote, the number one thing my focus this year is protecting the ball, close quote. So if you don't typically do something, yet you found yourself doing it in mass amounts like Zeke in 2020 with fumbling, the number one priority for Zeke that year was holding on to the football. And in training camp, there were not lots of conversations around Zeke fumbling. So I don't think we are being hyperbolic around Jordan, kind of the, not even the criticism, but just the microscopic examination of Dak's interceptions in camp. He said he's not throwing 10. I think, to me, Dak Prescott is more aware than anyone of what he can't do this season. He can't turn the ball over. For him to have three picks in a practice, two to digs, when everyone in the world is thinking about Dak's turnovers, specifically his interceptions, tells me that he is actually aware of maybe he's taking more chances. This will empower him. We talked, to, we talked earlier about the enemy and how this can be a good thing with Ron Rivera. Maybe this can be a good thing with Dak Prescott. 
No, I'm not saying. I need one. I need one. I need a 30. 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 Did I go too far? You went too far. Because it could. Why can't he learn from this? He He's a smart guy. So if you think he learned from all the other ones the year before? Well, we don't know that yet. The only the only reason if you know, we, we, we think he had. I'm gonna say you had a whole you had a whole offseason to, to get better, like like so as a ball player, right? Practice though. But, but what I'm saying is, oh, he had he had multiple picks too days before that. I don't know if you know that or not. But anyway, like when I watch, so after the, the year is over as a ball player, you, you go break down the film. What can how can I get better? I I, I didn't have a great. Um, um, yards per carry, or I, I wasn't great in the red zone. Like, how can I get better? You watch yourself, and you watch tape, and then you try to get better in training. So when we talk about throwing picks, he watched the game, he watched the tape That's over and over again. It, it's, and again, I've said this, for the Cowboys, in my mind, to get to the Super Bowl and potentially win it, Dak does not need to be 2023 Dak Prescott. He don't have to. He needs to be 2016 Dak Prescott. Oh. The Dak Prescott that was frustrating Des Bryant because he wouldn't take chances in 50-50 balls. He's going to Jason Witten too much. He needs to be that Dak Prescott. The Dak Prescott that was too conservative. The Dak Prescott that wouldn't dare sniff 5,000 passing yards. The Dak Prescott that wouldn't dare sniff 35 passing touchdowns, but he also wouldn't dare sniff 10 interceptions. That Dak Prescott will take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl and potentially win it. I remind everyone, Jalen Hurts leading up to the Super Bowl in the playoffs, he didn't have to wow anybody because the defense whooped up on the Giants. And then the defense backdoored and whooped up on the Niners. Like, do you all realize Jalen Hurts hardly had to score a touchdown in route to getting to the Super Bowl because the Eagles' defense was that good? Dak Prescott is in the same boat. We don't need you to throw for four touchdowns a game. Just don't throw picks. That's so where I Purdy. That's it. Now, Brock Purdy, though, was even throwing touchdowns. So, be Brock Purdy in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Mm. High key, and this will sound very disrespectful, be Daniel Jones of last season. But, 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 but see, hold on. see, I don't like that part. Because, why? Why? He was great. Because if you look at Dak's career, Dak has had a, he's had a good career. Yeah, right? really good career. Uh, so, yeah. the, the guys that you are comparing to is, one, Purdy's a, a rookie, yeah. right? And then Daniel Jones yeah. has been awful his whole career but for one year. Correct. So, my thing is, as a, as a franchise quarterback that got paid that type of money, we should have enough trust and faith that sure. you can go out there and have an efficient sure. game and don't turn the ball over. Shady, you know this firsthand. I know this as a defender. The thing that made Tom Brady the best was not his incredible arm. It was not Tom Brady's guts. What made Tom Brady best was, I think, more than any other quarterback in the history of the NFL, Tom Brady could read moments. Okay, the offense needs 500 yards for me this game. I give it to him. Okay, Super Bowl in 2018. Oh, offense just needs me to not lose it, and we only need to win 13-3? Bet. Okay, against the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017, you need me to throw for the most passing yards in the history of the sport to give us a chance to win? Bet. I'll do that. Super Bowl in 2018, he didn't try to go out there gunslinging. Now, I don't believe that he could have either, but he didn't try that. Tom Brady knows exactly how to read moments. Shady, that to me is what makes quarterbacks great. Joy, all I need Dak to do, read the moment. 2019, 2018, defense was not great. Sean Lee off injured. You got to go out there and you got to light it up. Do that. But this is a different Cowboys team. The team is elite. The defense is elite. Realize all you need is 25 touchdowns, six interceptions, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions. Just read the moment. Have the control over your power. That's the greatest power. The individual who can yield and wield their own power. I I don't, I mean, yes, you're right. 
because in the last two postseasons, it's been on Dak and in a moment that involves Dak that loses them the game or the turnovers lose them the game or his performance is the thing that keeps them from moving on to the NFC Championship game, which, by the way, again, we keep talking about Super Bowl. They got to get to an NFC Championship game before they can get to a Super Bowl. So there's like there's like levels that the Cowboys need to climb before we're even having a conversation. And the only reason that we speak about them this way as Super Bowl contenders is the roster that they have top to bottom. Dak I believe will actually have to go be a quarterback that is paid that way, a mm-hmm. franchise guy, at some point in the postseason. At some point, you're going to have to do that. You've seen the ability to do it in the regular season. Th- that's done. We, don't, we know that. That's why he got paid the work that he put in during the regular season to put them in positions to get to the postseason. Now you have to, you have to take the next step. Every game is different. I agree with you. Some, you don't need to go out there and wow. Against the Niners, you don't need to do that. Just don't lose the game. But part of being great is also not losing the game. That's it. That's it. That's why I'm like, I think I I harp mostly on that last point you make, Joy, because I'm like, if the defense is as good as we believe it to be, Shady spent some time with Micah Parsons yesterday before we had to jet out of practice. If this defense is as good as we believe it to be, you don't have to go out there and do nothing crazy. Now, in the Super Bowl, you will likely have to. Like, if you are lucky enough, not even lucky enough, because it won't be luck, if you grind hard enough and they're talented enough to get there, yeah. You go up against Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Tua in that offense, you're going to have to go crazy, Dak. But to get there, with that defense... You probably don't have to do all that much. I remind y'all, Jalen Hurts did not in the playoffs. Brock Purdy yeah. did not. Are we concerned at all about the running back? Oh, my God. Because we – I don't know how much time we have right now. We don't. Okay, let me just say – Oh, no, the Let me say this. They, it's so ironic because they really could use Zeke right now. They could use that thunder. Tony Pollard, to me, is a Ferrari. You don't put your Ferrari in the snow. Yeah. You get him 12, 15 touches. He's great on Friday and Saturday, Sunday. But that Monday through Friday, that lunch pail, that Monday through Thursday, that's where you want that thunder. And Tony Pollard's coming back from a broken leg. The best friend of any good quarterback – it's a running game. Yeah. And I love Tony Pollard. But they, to me, Ronald Jones is suspended. They still probably need something else. Deuce Vaughn's going to be a good player, but he's a rookie. So I, that's another concern to me. Just, yeah, that's a, a, that's a, a brilliant AJ Money. Point. There's some Ferraris that could, that could go in the snow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you're like a Ferrari F-150. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's some that could go in the snow. You're like, you're the like snow. You, you get the you snow, snow tires on the ground from these miles. You show me what's up. Only a couple like that, though. Only a couple like that, and one sitting right next to us. Okay, coming up, the 49ers are getting a lot of hype this season. They've been to multiple Super Bowls in the last 15 years, multiple championship games, but can they get over the hump? How confident are we in Kyle Shanahan's squad? That is next. Okay, the fine life for the 49ers would be a Super Bowl appearance. Y'all, they've been time and time again, but they can't get over the hump as of late. One of the top teams in the NFC and quarterback Brock Purdy appears ready to go. He's listed as the team's number one quarterback ahead of their preseason opener. Things got contentious before the show as we discussed the San Francisco 49ers. Joy, how confident are you in the Niners? Things got contentious because we have a lot of Niners fans that uh, the whole show produced the show. <laughs> it yeah, was pre- produced by Niners fans. Show. The yeah. entire show. I mean, it's not be disrespectful. We have Packers fans too, <laughs> and, and Browns fans, and and I, I think Darnell's a Colts fan, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have some some diversity with the the teams. I, I'm, I'm confident they can get to an NFC Championship game. That's good, right? It's really good. Yeah, I think so. Really yeah, good. It's hard so to do. It's hard. It's very hard to do. 
Um, and I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about it. They don't have a quarterback. It's, it's Groundhog Day. They Every do have a quarterback. Year. Yeah, they have lots of quarterbacks, Jordan. They have, they have Trey Lance. They have Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold. They have Sam Darnold. They- Okay, but Purdy is not. Purdy was five and zero last year. As Purdy was five and zero. Purdy beat really a lot good. of non-playoff teams yeah. mm. on the way to the playoffs. Two beating then, playoff teams. And then, and then in the playoffs was okay. So Pur- and, then, and then he got and then he got sent to the sideline mm. by the Eagles defense. Yeah, we, yeah, we did that. That's so he didn't like. Oh, like well, you can't say he, you know he got injured. He got why did he, why did he get injured? Why did he get injured? He got injured because the Eagles defense went on the other side of the. You know, line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and then told him to go sit down. Yeah. And I'm not making a joke of it. That's what happened. It wasn't like a, some non-contact injury or something. It was a, very much a contact injury. So I, I don't know. I just feel like with the Niners, they're they're so talented every single year, and it's weird. Like we just had all these conversations about the Cowboys, how top to bottom, whole roster, yeah. so talented, 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 talented. But we don't know about the quarterback. Why do we not give that same energy to the Niners? Mm. And the only reason we don't is because. They get to the NFC Championship game. And occasionally, they will get to a Super Bowl. And what happened in the Super Bowl, Shady? Loss. Why did they lose? Why did they lose? Garoppolo missed one throw. One throw? Yeah, the Emmanuel Sanders throw. throw Shady, was Shady, 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 has a, Shady has a great story Listen, about the Super Bowl. Please tell us a story about the Super Bowl. All we want to do is get the third down, third and long, because we want Jimmy G. Please throw the ball, Jimmy G. He plays please quarterback. Throw the ball. Please throw the ball. They want the quarterback to throw the ball. They, that was a game for I don't think y'all heard me. <clears throat> The game plan was get their quarterback to throw the ball. That's That's not a good thing. Yet every single year I get told the same thing. It doesn't matter. They got Shanahan. It doesn't matter. They got all this talent. I don't know what Brock Purdy is. Can I wait a game? Can 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 I get two games? Can I get two games? I agree with that. All right. I agree with that. Can I just get two games? I know what Sam Darnold is. I'm very confident in the Niners. What, what about, what about uh, Trey Lance? You know I don't know is? what Trey Lance is. We don't know yet. I don't know what, Trey, <laughs> you know, you know what Trey Lance is. Trey Lance was a huge swing, a very big swing that we got convinced was going to work because it was the Niners. They used a lot of picks and yeah. went up and got Trey Lance, who did not have a lot of experience. And there's a word I throw around in the pre-show meeting that I'm not going to say right now because I don't feel like dealing with Niners fans. But you know what it is. Why are you overly confident? I, I'm very confident. They're... He's 5-0 as a starter, Brock Purdy. 13 TDs, 4 picks, 67%. He was very good. They have a terrific head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Correct. They have awesome weapons. Kittle, Mr. Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk last year Ayuk. was really good. Yep. He had eight touchdowns, career high, almost 1,100 yards. Yep. He's playing for an extension. Yep. Everything I've been told out of San Francisco is that as good as Ayuk was last year, his route running is better. You cannot cover this man. And Debo said as well, I don't even want to watch the tape I put out last year. That's how frustrated he was with himself. You know he's going to hold himself accountable. And they have a defense. They have the best linebacker in the NFL in Fred Warner since Bobby Wagner. They have a terrific defense across the board. They lost Jimmy Ward. They lost Jimmy Ward. They drafted Jair Brown out of Penn State. Great young safety. They have everything. And Brock Purdy in year two, with the confidence, with the empowerment, with Kyle Shanahan, great offensive mind, there's no reason why San Francisco can't get to the mountaintop. Quest for six. I also think, and I love that, I also think, though, Joy, this is the first year the 49ers have gotten into camp without a quarterback controversy yeah. since 2020, if you will. With Jimmy. Because Jimmy G yeah. was in the controversy yeah. with Trey Lance in 21, and then he was in controversy with Trey Lance in 22. Now in 23, there is no controversy. That's fair. Like, there is no who's going to start. Brock Purdy is the starter. They've made that abundantly clear since the end of the regular season. Who's going to be the backup? 
that's up for debate. With the new NFL rules, it really doesn't matter who's the backup because you can keep additional quarterbacks. It does not count against the active 47-man roster. So I'm more confident in the Niners this year than I was in the Niners last year because every single player on the Niners is entering their prime. It's not as though they have players that are over the hill. You could argue Trent Williams isn't entering his prime, but I believe he's still sustaining his prime. Christian McCaffrey, top five running back in football. George Kittle, top five wide receiver in football. Fred Warner, top one linebacker in football. Hufunga, top five safety mm-hmm. in football. Greenlaw, I would also say he's a top five linebacker yeah. in football. Bosa, top five defensive end in football. The not- Javon Hargrave, top five defensive tackle in football, especially as it pertains to rushing the passer. I think the Niners are better at every position, including quarterback, than last year, 2-5. I mean, I'm I'm confident in the Niners for all them different reasons. Um, and, and the last couple of years, they've had that. They've had top linebackers. They've had top office linemen, right? They just go get Christian McCaffrey. You got Debo, Kittle. So they have a lot of weapons. So I'm confident with, with this team. But, I mean, like, how confident? Where do you see him? When you say confident, like, where do you see him going? The Super Bowl? Yes. Or, like, is that what I, it is? I think they'll go back to the NFC Championship game. So you, and once again, versus the Eagles and versus the Cowboys. That, so that's my thing. My thing is like, I'm confident that they will be the team that they've been in the past. Yeah. That really, really good, right? Coach very, very well. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think that gets to the playoffs, gets to the, 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 the NFC Championship game. And I think we'll see the same results. I think the Eagles are a better team. I mean, I think they'll, well, they'll lose. Yeah, so, yeah. so I am confident that the Niners will be a good team. Just how much confidence and where, and where do you see these guys going? That, that's fair. I mean, to say yeah. that the Niners will go to the NFC Championship game and lose to the Eagles, I believe it will be Niners-Eagles or Niners-Cowboys or Eagles-Cowboys, some combination so, yeah, right. of that mix. But before we go, I know you're very high on the Seahawks. Oh, here we go. The Seahawks, I'm also very high on, surprisingly. Geno Smith has been balling as of the last 12 to 14 months, if you will. Pete Carroll, he has a lot of confidence in him. He added, quote, that Geno's been very aggressive and he's really confident, close quote. Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf, uh, Kyle Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker is, nice. Walker is the I truth. believe that Seahawks team will be among the NFC elite by the end of the year. I think we'll be saying Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, Seahawks. Can they be amongst the elite? Absolutely. Why not? You, Smith and Jigba, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Shady's, where is this guy going to go? Smith and Jigba, <laughs> if you didn't hear yesterday, Brian Hartline told me as good as Marvin Harrison is, as good as Olave is, Smith mm-hmm. and Jigba has everything. He can do anything you want on a football field. He is that special, that talented, that smart. Kenneth Walker last year was one of the premier running backs in the league, period. Yes, he was. They drafted Charbonnet. They drafted McIntosh. They have depth. They have a good line. They got in. They brought in Draymond Jones from Denver, gave him a bag. Yeah. That dude is a monster. They have a lot of weaponry, okay? The only thing they don't have is a quarterback who's been to the apex. Geno Smith can do it. There's no reason why he can't. I was talking to Geno and DK this morning because they watched the same. I made sure they watched it, and they, and, they, and they said they appreciate it and that they're just getting started. What does that mean? That means 11 wins. That means pushing San Francisco, pushing Philadelphia. And Pete Carroll, we know, is a Super Bowl coach. We talked about Ron Rivera being a player's coach, and you know, Pete Carroll might be old, the oldest coach in the league, not named Bill Belichick. He has that young mentality. They get back Jamal Adams. They have Quandre Diggs. They have Woolen. They drafted Witherspoon out of Illinois at number five. They have a squad. 
Joey's go. I mean, what are you? Are you hey, wait, what's, what's, I mean, what's this for? This is for this is the Super Bowl. Or this is for what is like, this? Like they, they're gonna push they're everyone gonna in the NFC. They're gonna be an elite team in the NFC. Oh, elite. Oh, okay. Sorry. To me, okay. in a 17 game season, you you are not. We're not talking elite if you're not winning at least 11 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree. Right, we can all. I would say 12 to 13. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Really, it's 12, 12 to 13. I like 12. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, talking like 12. about elite. 12. Personally, I'm not. Personally, I wouldn't start until 12. 12. Yeah, right. But but you know, everybody likes to be like nice. So, you know. 12 games. Can we all agree with that? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm rocking yeah. 12 right okay, now. Okay, so, so you think they're going to go from nine wins yep. last year three, to, three more. to 12 wins? Yeah. Right. Okay. Is there a better trio, wide receivers in the league? Let's not get hyperbolic. Metcalf. And no, I'm serious. Only the Bengals. Cincinnati, only, maybe. Only the Bengals. With Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. Okay. Yeah, so awesome. they have the number, they have the best wide receiver trio in the NFC. They have. An it, upper echelon quarterback. There's a lot to upper love in Seattle. There's a lot to love in Seattle. Great young There's a lot back. that I love in Seattle. Terrific coach. Awesome home field. The Great Niners swept them last year. They did. They, they were two. Close, and, they were two. They almost beat that. Yeah. I don't care about close. Okay, when, but they're wins there. losses is the only thing. Right. That they blew them out in the playoffs. They blew them out. Well, not out. the first half. What? Bro, the football game, they blew them out. Oh, fine. Okay. Fine. <laughs> they were two and five against playoff teams, including the, the playoffs last year. They lost six of their last nine games. I think that they will be competitive in the NFC. They were last year, of course. They won nine games. Well, they, won, they won nine games. Yeah, they, went to the, they went to the post. They won nine games in the 17-game season. They went to the playoffs, and what happened? Got blew out. So they right. were well, they in the playoffs. Playoff game. They won a playoff game. Yeah. They, were, they were in the playoffs. Playoff game. Okay. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, elite is a, a word we just throw around too much. Pushing elite. No, 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 no. They're pushing elite. Really you are either elite or you are not. Elite sounds wild. Like, elite elite sounds wild. We, we gotta, talking, there's really only two teams, in my opinion, that are actually elite Philly in the NFC, Francisco. and that's no, that's Philly and the Cowboys. Whoa. Because I don't know who. Whoa. Let's get Joy out to Alpstar. Where are we going, yo? We love it. Fields. Where are we going? We come back to this. We going to sound like she hot on it. We might have bring it back. We bring it back. We bring it back. When we return, we got it. I don't know what Joy don't consider the Niners elite. Seahawks can't make it be elite. We got to debate all of that, all of that, and we ain't taking it back. You hear what she said? She ain't taking it back. Let's get back to our Seahawks conversation. I do believe they will be amongst the elite. The reason why, again, all the important positions, you are getting improvement. Both tackles were rookie la- rookies mm-hmm. last year. Abraham's cross, improvement. Mm-hmm. Running back, improvement. Geno Smith was a rookie in that system last year. Wasn't even believed to be the starter. Improvement. Uh, both cornerbacks, you're going to have Tariq Woolen was a rookie last year. Devon improvement. Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. I think number six overall pick. Improvement. Hopefully, Jamal Adams comes back and contributes in some degree. They were weakest at linebacker. Bobby Wagner is back. He's not the same young Bobby Wagner, but he makes up with it in mental fortitude. Improvement. If all of the important positions will improve, I think that will translate to wins. That's why I think, Joy, they can jump from 9 to 11 to 12 because all those players are going to improve. The team, too, is going to improve. Everybody's just better. Just way better. Not everybody, but the important positions. Gino's been in the league how many years? I'm going to say 10. Ele- I think this is your 11. 11 yeah, years. 11. Yep. Do you usually see quarterbacks take steps? That's why it was so year impressive. Year, but like, then another step like that? She's on something. We've seen it before. But She's on usually. to something, though. I'm just, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's not possible. Because everything that you're saying is true. Everything both of you are saying is true. The talent is there on both sides yeah. of the ball. They have the potential to get better. They have a great coach. Great. They have a, a great culture. <laughs> they have a great system. Mm-hmm. All, and, and they did surprise everyone last year. No, you're not surprising anyone this year. So that's, that's true. So that, that's, that's, that's true one thing too. that's off the table. And it'll be like, oh, it's the Seahawks, whatever. 
that's off the table. But the idea that they're just going to continue to take these massive steps up every single year, I have, I have to see that. It's, it's why I said what I said when we were going to break about the Niners. Can I see more from Brock Purdy? We've seen people go on great stretches in the, throughout the end of the That's, season and through the yeah. postseason and come back next year, and they're not the same guy. He's also coming off of an injury. He's a young quarterback who, while it did a very incredible job, I won't even say very good job, an incredible job for the position that he was put in. It was, it was astonishing. He's the last pick in the NFL draft, came in and ran off a streak. But when we start looking at the numbers, when we start looking at the teams that they played, Okay. Is it as impressive? So I just have questions about that position for both of these teams and the idea that they're just going to take this massive step up, Brock Purdy without a full off season, and Geno Smith in year 11. Is that, I feel, is that, I feel like that's fair. I'm with you. That's fair. I'm with you. Uh, Especially Geno Smith. I don't know, though, Shady, does it need to be massive? I think he had 30 touchdowns and maybe nine So win three more games than he, he won last year? He was also one of the best third-down quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, so my, my thing is with him is, like, I, I got to see more with him. She talked about Brock Purdy, and that's, you know, he's a rookie, and et cetera. An injury hits show more. But my thing is Geno Smith. Like, for so long, he, he, mm-hmm. he was his regular yeah, average quarterback. Best, yeah. And then he had a really, really good year yeah. last year. So I got to see more of that. You talked about all these weapons and all that, fan, but, but, but nothing ever happens without the quarterback. True. And if he goes back to, to what he's been, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Let, let me tell you one quick And last thing before you give me all that, yeah, that on. defense, you keep talking about all this and that. They weren't that good last year. They were terrible last year. They weren't that good last year. So all I'm saying is all this talent, right? Y'all keep hollering at Y'all keep, they so talented. He's coming back. They got, that's cool. But last year, they was not like that. Not at all. So if they not like that again, with all this great talent. But Shady, remember what they're doing. They're adding okay. a Hall of Fame first ballot linebacker. That matters. Bobby that does matter. That matters a ton. They're adding a top 10 cornerback opposite a near all pro, pro yeah. bowl cornerback yeah. in Tariq Woolen. He was there. He was Tariq Woolen last, last year. year. He was there last uh, year. Yeah, but they added Willis. They added with Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 so what but, I'm saying but, but he's young. He right. is. Absolutely. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is like, if you add a Hall of Famer to the nucleus of the defense in Wagner, that matters. If you add Witherspoon to what already has woolen. I'm just saying Great like, young receiver. That, that matters. You added in, in, in jig, but like, yeah, but we, that but, matters. I, I mean, but, you, but hold up. These are young, talented guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we still got to see them play. It's fair. You got to see them play. I'm not mad at Can you. I just, let me, I love my little it's, story time. It's a word <laughs> called, Rogers it's a word called bust. That happens <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's a word that's called bust. Comeback player True. of the year. But Seahawks I, players don't bust. Historically speaking, right. historically asked, speaking, Seahawks asked, players don't bust. I asked Gino when I was with him, I said, would you take back anything that has happened? Because he was, he was a bust. Everyone called him a bust in New York. Uh-huh. He went to back up Eli Manning. He, he's been a backup for three or four years uh-huh. under Russell Wilson. I said, would you change anything that's happened, especially in New York? This was a circus. The answer was no. Now, I'm not saying that's super special. What I'm saying is the reason it's no, because we went into it, was because he learned so much from that experience. All those experiences mm-hmm. – he extracted that, and that's what we saw last year, and that was just scratching the surface. Mm. He's, he, his trajectory is pointing up because, in, in essence, he's 26 years old. He hasn't been hit really in four years going into last season. He, he's learned so much from Russell Wilson, from Eli Manning, and now from Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron. So it wasn't $25 million a year? That he, it, wasn't that, that's, it wasn't that? That wasn't the reason why he didn't want to well, change? Of, of course the oh, money's okay. good. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, oh. But he learned a lot. <laughs> Easily said, I'll no, take I'll, 25 M's. I'll take that. Yeah, but he could have said, I wish I would have had this. 
Wish I wouldn't have done that. He said, I want all of that because now I'm, I'm here. I've I, want the best, I want the best for the young black man. I want the best for him. Hopefully he does well. I just got to see more of it. That's all. I'm not mad at that. Well, coming up, the Eagles are all about team and not individual honor. <laughs> yes, we go. Here we go. Eagles, you hear what here we go. AJ Brown said about Jalen Hurts when we return. Come on, man. Show us a real quarterback. Show us a real wide receiver, baby. Hi, family. Jalen Hurts was ranked third on the NFL's top 100 list, but his teammate A.J. Brown, superstar wide receiver, is thinking about the entire team. Speak up, A.J. What he said. I'm proud of uh, what he's accomplished this past season. You know, but as a teammate, you know, uh, you know, I think nobody cares. You know, and he, he doesn't care either, and that's okay. We know we want to achieve. Like, we're not in it for individual goals, but, you know, only team, team goals. I think nobody cares, and he don't care either. We're not interested in individual goals, only team goals. 2-5, you're an Eagles legend. Make uh, sense of it. I love AJ, so I'm going to let him live. Because if I make top uh, five, you need, to, you need to care. You need to like it. You need to love it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> For context, Shady was top five, 2014. Top fifth. five? You said 19. You said 19, uh, though. Like, what? Uh, Everything I've heard out of Philly is Hurts looks better than ever. That's, yes, I mean, they like, legit killer. better than ever. Joy. I mean, all, all I can hear about is the Niners and the Seahawks, <laughs> Cowboys. Fly, you'll fly. Fly, you fly. <laughs> you know. The road to victory. <laughs> the sun <laughs> and I'm high and I'm long.